welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Open Mic with the MVP, Marco. I'm, of course, obviously Marco. You've heard my voice for the past, I think it's is the eighth episode so far. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hopefully, hopefully you're listening to this now. And if not, I, I don't blame you, um, if you if you hated it so far. But, uh, no, um, I'm, I'm glad to have everyone back and. uh this episode is a uh, this one's this one's uh, a pretty good one I think it's a uh, someone new um, for our audience um, I'm not sure if anyone you know know this knows this individual but you definitely will uh, by the time this episode ends um, obviously every time I say this you know I'm brought to you by the Pod Foundation which is obviously the collection of uh, content creators I like to say. Um, that we uh, that we affiliated with, so we have a uh, Turnbuckle Tavern. Uh, they're the war courses, obviously. Um, last week I had their two founders um, on the show, so definitely listen to that episode. Um, it was a really good one. It's definitely it was a pretty long one. It's about an hour and a half. Um, usually they, these ones are a little bit shorter, but you know we we just you know we couldn't stop talking. Um, but uh, we also have coming down the aisle with J Bone. We have the Extra Cooler Show with uh, Nick. Obviously, you know as Extra Cooler. Definitely follow him if you haven't. He's, he's one of the best artists out there right now. And then, obviously, the Chick Foley Show, which, uh, you know, that brought this whole thing together. So that's myself, Sheena, uh, the Hale husband, Seth Phelps, as well as the fig god, Jordan Wells. But let's let's move on to the episode. Um, so this person, I actually, uh, I'm not sure how I uh, found this person on, on Instagram. Um, I do follow a lot of collectors and you know, different types of, uh, you know, figure related, uh, accounts. But, uh, this one individual popped up and I was like, huh, this is the, this is the first time I've seen this type of collector because, you know, you, you, I'm used to seeing, you know, Sheena, obviously, you know, who she is, Chick Foley. She, to me is like the, you know, the main, you know, female figure collector out there, not even just female, just figure collector in general. Um, and we, we have, a. We have someone else that's uh, stepped into the realm, into the arena, as they like to say. Uh, <laughs> she goes by the name of the Pretty Fig Collector, um, also known as Tia. How how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me, Marco. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Um, yeah, so uh, like I said, I, uh, you know, you know, with Instagram and the algorithms and how everything works now, right now, you know, you definitely come across some, you know, you know, different accounts and different individuals. Um, I kind of try to keep track of, every, of everybody that I've, you know, that I run into. And I kind of, you know, for this show, definitely want to interview and, you know, bring a little spotlight to them. Um, and you're definitely one of those, um, mainly because you're, I think the unique way that you, uh, put your content out there as far as like, you know, figure collecting um, and stuff like that. So I kind of want to, you know, get a grasp on, you know, let's, let's start from the beginning. Where did, actually, you know what? We'll start with this. When did you start collecting? Um, uh, not just wrestling figures, but, you know, just collecting in general. Okay. So I actually started collecting about 30, not 33 years ago. Um, and it actually started with uh, action figures, wrestling in particular. Um, I have always been a fan since I was a little girl. Um, but growing up in a Hispanic household, I was never allowed to watch um, what they would consider a 
you know, a boy sport or, you know, a manly sport, let alone play with action figures or stuff of that nature. So I, um, you know, I've always been, like I said, I've been a fan. I had an uncle who was really into it and I would sneak and watch with him sometimes, you know, when I could. And that's where I found my love of wrestling. And, uh, it was just so happened to be during what I consider the best era for wrestling, the attitude era. And I just, I fell in love and, you know, years later as an adult, I was like, you know what, I think it's, I think it's time, you know, that I have, you know, toys of my own and, you know, here we are three years later and my collection is just growing and growing and I'm, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> and I actually started with um, Series 77 SummerSlam Bray Wyatt. Um, and that was, it's a figure that I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, it's also when I came back into watching wrestling and just fell in love with it all over. And this is like an early 2017 and 18, I would say. So, but it's, it's been quite a journey, I would say, Luis. And uh, what did you, yeah, so what did you, so you said you, you know, got back into wrestling. What did you, when did you leave? Did you leave like after the Attitude Era? Because I, I can definitely pinpoint the time yes. I stepped away from, uh, from wrestling. I think a lot of wrestling fans did that. Yes, it was right after the Attitude Era. And like I said, I was, I wasn't allowed to watch it. It was frowned upon. So I would watch, like I said, as I could, but um, yeah, it was, it wasn't until, you know, my earlier adult or my later adult, not a later adult years that I want to sound old, <laughs> but like my, my late twenties when I came back into wrestling, <laughs> I, was just, I was about to make myself sound really old, <laughs> Yeah, but um, but no, I, um, I, you know, and honestly I would watch like, you know, total divas and stuff like that. And it, you know, that would pick my brain, but it wasn't enough. You know, it wasn't until I got back into it. Then I was like, oh, this is what I've been missing this whole time. And I haven't stopped watching since. <laughs> and I think, you know, we're at a, a, a great. A yeah. great... I, I... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, no. I was going to say uh, that actually reminds me of um, I had um, uh, Figure Kingdom. On on here a, a few episodes back. I'm not sure if you're. Are you familiar with Figure yes, Kingdom? Yes, Manny. Figure Kingdom. All? Love um, him. He's, yes, Figure Kingdom. He's a great friend. Yeah, yeah. Manny, Shout yeah. out, Manny. So yeah, he's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, we kind of we we call it. Yeah, we kind of call him like the unofficial. He's like the unofficial member of uh, our Pod Foundation group because he kind of. I've I've used some of his uh, photography for our artwork. Oh, I love that. Um, for some of the shows and stuff like that. So he's he's been. He's he's in our Facebook group and everything. He's he's a great guy, but uh, I think he mentioned something like that too. Like, as he said, you know, in his household, I I, I wanted. I think he did say that he wasn't kind of allowed to yeah. watch it either. Um, but it was same same ways as always that uh you know relative that kind of sneaks it sneaks it on you and you're able to uh you know get a glimpse of uh what you're not supposed to be watching. So yeah, that's uh that that's actually kind of uh that's kind of intriguing in that sense where. You know, it, was it like a like a religious thing, or was it just like you know 
it was like a violent thing. It, like you, they didn't want it you was, watching. It was violent. a little bit. Of, it was no. a little bit of it all. Uh, I was growing up in a Hispanic household, being a being okay. a little girl. Um, you know, I was supposed to be learning to cook and to mm. clean and playing with Barbies. You know, there was this social gender expectation that you know little girls are not supposed to be into wrestling or you know stuff of that nature. Um, and I think that's what drew it, drew me to it even more was the, the fact that I wasn't allowed to watch it. Um, and, you know, it's just, yeah. it just instilled in me. And like I said, I carried it with me, you know, throughout my whole life. And I'm so glad that I didn't fall out of love with it completely because I feel like we're in a, you know, era where, you know, wrestling is becoming great again and I'm here for it. And now I have all these figs to tell the stories of mm. moments in wrestling that I remember, you know, and I, that that's the reason why I started collecting is because I may not have been able to partake in certain events, but I do have, you know, um, figures from these moments. So that, that's why I love collecting. <laughs> That's a, that's actually interesting. I actually never thought of that. Like, uh, obviously, when you collect something, it's like, you know, let you know, it, it it's there for like memories yeah. and stuff like that. You you know, you pull it off the shelf or what have you out of a box or a bin, and you look at it, and you go, oh, man, I remember this. But like, yeah, I never actually like put that together. Where it's like, you know, you're almost collecting moments exactly. as well um, when you're when you're when you're collecting anything. Like you can you like most of the uh, like wrestling figures, for instance, like they're you know the gear is based on a certain type of gear mm -hmm. or, you know, if it's like a, a, a pack, like if it's like a two pack or a three pack, it's usually based on like a certain moment um, in that, you know, whatever insert wrestling organizations uh, history. And that actually, like you, you may have been there in person to see it. You may have, like you, like you say, watching on TV with a relative, mm -hmm. you may, you know, you may have been with a friend when, when that moment happened. And, you know, when you, when you collect something like that, it like, it definitely, you know, it brings that memory alive even more, yeah. I think. Anyway. It really does. Actually, yes, you actually just brought that, you know, <laughs> kind of brought that. <laughs> it really <laughs> does. Um, yes. and you, like you said, with the, you know, that, um, yeah. And it's uh, like you said, with the, with the fiend figure, cause that was the first figure, like that's always going to be that sentimental. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a scary looking figure, but it's going to be the most, it's going to be the most sentimental figure to you because of it's, it was that first figure in the collection. Yes. But, um, so with, um, were you collecting any other type of like, uh, like figures and stuff like that? Not just wrestling. Um, cause I see like on some of your videos, you have like, you know, you, you always fake hunting, which we'll, which we'll get to that as well. But like, I see like you look at the star Wars figures and, um, so do you, do you have like a mass collection of, of uh, just not just WWE or AEW figures, but other yes, actually, um, I I do collect other things. Um, <laughs> I did I do collect other things. Um, I also have um like Funko Pops. I do um some like pop vinyl, pop culture things. Also, um, I have some Star Wars things as well. Um, and I want to say we have some turtles. Uh, I have a turtle van and I have a few of um, the most recent turtle double packs that came out. But my collecting all started like kind of at one point together. I went from not collecting at all to like the next day collector overload. I just I fell in love with the first figure that I bought and kind of 
gone down a rabbit hole since then with everything that I buy because <laughs> I thought I was going to stick with just wrestling that's figures what, and here we are you know like I said three years later and I just have uh, an array of different you know things that I love and I'm so grateful for it because again these are things that I was not allowed to have at one point in my life so it's it's pretty neat, and I actually owe yeah. Was that- I actually owe um, you know, like my fig hunting and my love for collecting to um, I'm not sure if you know him, but Super Gabby, um, he is somebody who actually he's like my mentor, who I spoke with before even starting my account because I found his YouTube and fell in love with, you know, how great he was, the collecting. At that point, he was doing a lot of fig hunting and he's just a comical, um, all around great person. And um, so shout out to Super Gabby because he's the one who actually pushed me to create a separate account and, you know, start um, showcasing my collection because I I have my personal account on Instagram um, and that one, it was getting a lot of um, hate from friends. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't understand why I was posting toys and stuff of that nature. So finding, I mean, not finding, but making my own Instagram and finding the toy community, it has been such a great, um, a great place for me to be because now I feel like I have friends from all over the place who I can share my love for plastic with. And it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most important Mm -hmm. part of it as well. It's just, um, we talk, I think, I think every episode up until this point, we've talked about like the, um, the community and the amount of, you know, almost networking, um, that you go through when you, you know, when you, when you're in this, um, not just, not just, you know, figure collecting, but even like you said, just being a wrestling Mm -hmm. fan. Yeah. You meet so many different people. You meet like, you know, cosplayers, um, which I which I had a, a few episodes ago. I had a, um, if you're not familiar, over the moon salt. Um, she uh, yeah. she she's yeah, really she's awesome. Um, definitely, <laughs> yeah. Um, I had her. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, super Gabby. So actually, I, I've learned I learned him through the Major Bros, um, the Major Wrestling Figure podcast because they you know they'll they'll do videos with him mm-hmm. sometimes or Matt Cardona will you know travel to his uh his storage unit yes. area and uh they make good content mm-hmm. that uh, those videos are usually pretty hilarious um uh yeah he's uh that i didn't know that he was kind of like uh, i didn't know he was a me- yeah kind of like mentor or got you into a uh, figure collector that's it's pretty in- interesting in that sense yes. usually uh it's like you know, like you know you listen to a podcast or you see something or um have you like interacted with them like you message like back and forth we or were- how did that, how did that work out? Like how did he, yeah, we are actually good friends. Um, like I said, I started collecting about three years ago. So, you know, I reached out to him and just gave him kudos on, you know, what he did. Cause as a creator myself at this point, I wasn't, I wasn't the, I wasn't the pretty fit collector. I was still, you know, my, my personal IG. So I just reached out and you know told him yep. that I also had, you know, a love for collecting and, you know, um, I admired what he did and he responded and, you know, we started building, you know, and interacting through DMS and, you know, friendships. And, you know, now I, we were friends. Like I said, we, we speak on a regular basis. He's, I go to him when I want to bounce off ideas, you know, with, you know, ideas that I have for the, you know, the brand, the future of the brand, which is, you know, always what I'm searching for is the next step for PFC. So shout out to super Gabby because he is an amazing, yeah. amazing person. I really, I really have um, 
you know, built a great relationship with this man. So yeah, it's, he's pretty cool. <laughs> Besides, uh, yeah. Besides him, who who else have you uh like? Uh, obviously, me, because <laughs> I interact with you as well. Who's uh who who else in the community have you um have you have you reached out to or has reached out to you? Um, I've been I've any. been on a few other podcasts um that they've reached out. One of them being the Three Ring Kings. They've actually had me on um for my very first podcast, and I will be on a show tomorrow with them as well. Um, they're and then nice. I also have the All About Wrestling Now podcast. They also had me on. Shout out to them, um, and the Knuckleheads podcast as well. They they also gave me an opportunity to join them, and it was great. Um, I've 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 been very blessed to have people find interest in me. I will say the least because I just feel like I'm just you know this positivity spreading girl who you know collects toys. So I'm very humbled when you guys you know, like yourself and everybody else who's reached out, um, you know, find an interest in little old me. So I do thank you. <laughs> and shout out to everybody else who had me off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely. And I, I, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I reached out to you because, you know, as far as like, you know, you know, content creators and I just, just in general, like, um, like, um, women in collecting, like I said, like me, I rarely see it. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm more obviously familiar with um, Sheena Chick Foley, mm-hmm. who's like one of the like main figures out there, and like you don't see like a like a a, a, a female out there just like their account solely dedicated to uh, like wrestling collecting, not even just collect- you see other collectors like comic book yes. collectors and you know like I said like you know cosplays and stuff like that, but you don't see I, I you're like the only other account. I could be wrong. But you're the only other kind I see that's actually like you know showing your fig hunts and all that stuff, um, you know, showing your collection and, and all the things you. Know. And I seen that you actually actually we're gonna get to this because um, the Chick Foley show strictly MOC. No. Um, actually, not even MOC. They're uh, we're um, we like to bust things open. Okay. We like not 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 <laughs> that way. Sorry. <laughs> right now. You don't bust that way. We do like to. Uh, <laughs> We do like to, uh, you know, open our, our figures. But um, at first, when I when I first started, I was just a strictly MOC mm-hmm. person. I never opened my figures. And, you know, it, it was just like I couldn't fit everything. It was like everything was in boxes. So, you know, Sheena, like, gave me the, you know, the pep talk and was like, you know what? You should start just start opening them up. Just like she said, like, it'll feel much better once they're open and you get to, like, you know, you know, display them and all stuff. I'm like, you know what? Let me try it. So I did try it and I couldn't stop after that. <laughs> Um, and I know you're mainly yeah. MOC, uh, but I did see that you actually. You know what? Why did you? What's the? Why don't you like to open up your figures? Because I know I know you started doing that. Um, I seen a, a few of the videos on your YouTube when you started to do unboxings and stuff like that. Um, but how much does it pay you to do that? <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> well, it pains me a lot. I will tell you. <laughs> It was not easy. Um, when I tell you, the video will show my reaction. You've seen the anxiety was all over my face. I didn't want to open it, but I knew that I had to do it for you know, for the, the sake of you know new content and the sake of doing things a new way. Now, I also mentioned all the other yep. figs that I do have. I will not be opening, but this was an exception. <laughs> you know, to the first of 
I'm assuming yeah. many unboxings. <laughs> but I I don't open for the sole purpose that I feel like, um, not that I ever want to get rid of my collection, but they're just, you know, they just, they, aside from the value and stuff of that nature, I just, I feel like my OCD wouldn't let me put them a certain yeah. way. I would have to consistently clean them. I still have to clean down these boxes, but it's easier than having to go through little nicks and crans, like, you know, in between the figs and whatnot. So yeah, I think that's why I've stayed mock the whole time. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, yeah. the, the videos that I did make, I, I was like, you know what, let's, let's do it. And, you know, my, my subscribers loved it. You know, my followers on IG thought it was so cool. Some people couldn't believe that I did it, <laughs> but I'm like, Hey, there's, there's the first time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Cause, uh, yeah, I was, I was actually, I see that. And I was just like, I was like, Oh man, I was like, she's actually gonna, open some stuff up. That's uh that's pretty interesting. Like you said, you could see kind of like the not anxiety, but you like see see kind of yes. like the fear of uh <laughs> but didn't you like when you did open it and you did like get to see like, you know, like the actual like the the accessories that come with it and all that stuff. Wasn't that a little bit like didn't that entice you to like want to continue you know, to it, it you know, really unbox it really more did. figures? Yes, all, it really or, did. I, I'm always um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I have this, this love for action figure photography, you know, just seeing how people create such amazing pictures with their action figures. And I think that if I yep. ever opened my figures going forward, I would want to maybe, you know, dabble in that a little bit because I feel like these pictures are created and they look, you know, amazing. A picture can tell a million words. And, um, I think that that would be you know, the greatest way to showcase my figs if I do choose to open them. Um, but we'll see. Well, I, I don't know if we can go down that lane yeah. just yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, like you said, with the, you know, a lot of figure photographers and stuff like that, like I said, I only, I pretty much only follow one. Um, I follow maybe a few, um, but I, the one, the main one is obviously for me, figure kingdom. Um, and I, you know, I enjoy his work. He's, he's amazing yes. when it comes to, you know, his, his craft. Um, and he, you know, on that episode that I had him on, we kind of go in depth on, you know, his ideas and how he does all this stuff. And yeah, I, I enjoy seeing, you know, with like, you know, ringside for instance, um, you know, they, they post something and it's like an advertisement for, you know, a new figure that's coming out and it's a, you know, and it's, and it's from him. Like he's a, he's a photographer. They give him the credit yes. for it and stuff. Um, Cause he's, you know, he does like, I don't, he does like other stuff like, you know, jazz yes. wares mm -hmm. and Mattel and all that stuff. But uh, I just, I, I just knowing him and like, you know, being friends with him and stuff like that. I think it's just really cool to see like, you know, other people like, you know, like they're use their, yet their talents, you know, and, and everyone else gets to see it too. Yes. And they're successful in that. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, I mean, if you get into figure photography, I mean, and you, you know, I, I, you're probably looking for that route as well. Getting like, you know, maybe like a deal or something like that with, uh, I mean, I definitely, I would definitely go for it. I, I have, I have no uh, time in my, in my uh, <laughs> schedule to do any figure photography. I, I definitely would love to do it, but this is, this is enough doing this show. And I actually do like three oh, shows, wow. but yeah, this is, this is enough for me right now. But, um, is that something you, uh, for a is that something 
uh, we'll get to this a little bit later because I usually ask about like what your plans are for your brand and stuff like that. But is figure photography something that you're looking to get into? Because you are going to have to open yes. up <laughs> uh, figures <laughs> if you want to do this. You so. know, <laughs> just I, I, you never know. Yeah, I'm always looking to you know the the next <laughs> the next move up to the next level. You know, with PFC. So who knows? Maybe down the road, I'll I'll start taking pics as well. <laughs> I, I mean, that, I think that's usually like the next step when you uh, when you have that like that much of a collection, um, and then like in, in the influencing part of it, the social media influencing, um, you definitely. You, I mean, I could see you probably definitely taking that route, uh, but I kind of want to talk about your social media influencing and how you go about your videos and stuff like that because I think they're pretty unique in the sense where you kind of, you know, obviously it's not on you know. Instagram isn't TikTok, but you kind of take like the, like the TikTok trends with the, you know, uh, the way they do their videos and you kind of, you translate it to figure collecting, which is pretty unique. Cause I, I've never, I mean, I could, I could be totally wrong. I could be living in a bubble, <laughs> but I've never seen that done that way. Like you being like, it's not just like a picture of a, or like a video of a figure and you know, the, you know, there's audio in the background. It's like you mouthing the words and doing like, all this stuff. So like, where did, where, where did that idea come from um, to kind of, you know, to kind of mimic that type of like TikTok type of, uh, you know, video presentation. So when it comes to my, my videos, I, I'm always looking to create, you know, fun and engaging, you know, content. And you're right. A lot of, um, you know, people display with just a picture with just a, you know, gradual video of the fig itself. Um, but I felt that with all the TikTok stuff that's going on right now, I'm a super bubbly, happy person, you know, just on a regular basis and um, stuff like that. I really enjoy, but, you know, mixing it in with my figure collecting was just so genius for me because I was like, I bring in the best of both worlds of stuff that I like on both ends and mixing it into one. And I didn't know if it was going to work. I just knew that I really like TikTok and I really liked, you know, showcasing my figs. So I was like, what if I mix both? You know, I, I personally haven't seen it myself either. Maybe I'm also living in a bubble, but I was like, it would be really neat to do these trends. And then at some point, you know, showcase the figure at some point, you know, bring the figure into play and it, you know, people really took to it and really liked it. And I, after that, I ran with it. Um, and it's, it's been very, it's been very fun to say the least creating, you know, new content to put out, um, when new trends come out and stuff of that nature, how am I going to incorporate my new fig with the new trend? So it keeps me on my toes for sure, but it also keeps everything fun as well. Oh yeah, no, I can definitely tell you. I I can definitely tell you having fun doing those videos. Um, and I and I kind of want to ask if like, do you get like, how do these ideas come to you to do these um, the the different videos and use the different you know different audio and different musics and stuff like that that you see? Is it is it stuff that you're like kind of you know collecting or seeing on TikTok and Instagram and you kind of like, huh? Oh, maybe I could do that with this with this type of figure or something like that. Is that is that how it's 
How does your brain work in that sense? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I, I just, I hit the reels tab and I just start, you know, scrolling. And if something, you know, audio wise or visually catches my attention I and I like it, I think to myself, okay, can I incorporate this or how can I incorporate it? Or if I don't think that I can incorporate it in that moment, I don't have a thought, I'll still save it and come back to it later. Um, and I just, I have so many audios saved, but they always come in handy. It's like, there's always that one audio that's going to go with the certain fig because it doesn't always work. <laughs> that's why sometimes I started doing voiceovers, um, which people really appreciate as well. And mm. um, just the music also, but I don't feel like music over a video is enough. I mean, for myself personally, because I've already put myself on you know like on the screen where people are like wanting to see more of you know i guess the yeah. character <laughs> so i definitely try to push more towards yeah. you know the trends and stuff of that nature and i also have a tiktok um that i keep keep up with on that side as well but i'm mostly on instagram are you do you um do you ever go to like uh, Twitter at all? Are you, yeah, are you on I'm Twitter? actually um, uh, at you... the Pretty Fig Collector across all platforms. Um, I actually just created a Facebook page as well. Oh, nice. um, so yeah, feel free to you know hit those like buttons, subscribe, you know YouTube, all that good stuff. <laughs> Follow IG, Twitter. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I guess I did. <laughs> oh yeah, follow, follow yeah follow the Pretty Fig Collector everywhere because. <laughs> You definitely, you'll definitely be uh, entertained. Like I said, your videos are definitely entertaining. Um, and you, like I said, you you have like that unique kind of balance between like the you know the trends that are happening, um, like you said on reels or, or TikTok, and you kind of like you know add add figures into it, which is which which is pretty fun. That's why I asked, like you know, where do these ideas come from? Uh, do you write like do you write anything down? Like do you have like a um, like a notebook. Cause I remember when I spoke to uh, Mandy, um, he, he mentioned he writes everything down. Like any ideas he has, he literally has like a notebook. Yes. Uh, he doesn't use his phone. <laughs> and he literally pen to paper, literally writes everything down. Um, yeah. See me and Manny are very similar. Is that something you yeah. do or is that, is it, is it definitely us? very similar in that aspect? I, I cannot write stuff down on my phone because I feel like I need my phone to post the content. So pen and paper, old school all day. Um, I write yeah. down ideas. I write down, um, nice. you know, future posts that I would like to incorporate. I have a planner where I have a schedule as far as, you know, the times that I want to post things. Um, I'm, I, I need to keep everything in order because it, it, it's more than just me getting in front of my phone and acting silly. You know, I, I do put a lot of thought into everything, <laughs> <laughs> into everything that I do uh, when it comes to, you know, the, the PFC, the brand. Um, and, you know, I, I created this page a, a year, a year and some change. I want to say it's like a, a year and a few months, like three months ago. So to go from zero to where we are now, it's been very humbling, but also um, I love it because it just, it keeps me going and it pushes me to, you know, um, be greater, be greater than I was the day before. Not that I'm great or I'm saying I'm great, but I want to make, yeah, that was actually I just want to be better for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that was that was actually gonna be my my next like my follow up question. You actually kind of answered a little bit. What like your motivations? Like, what motivates you to you know do this stuff? Because it is a lot of work. Um, every like I said, everyone I've had on this show, um, we always talk about like the amount of work. Whether it's like you said, like we said, like you know, figure photography, um, cosplaying, collecting, being a podcaster, like all that stuff. It seems like it's easy, but it isn't. It's it's. It's it's almost like having like a second like full time job, um, like I always say. So, what do you like? What are your motivations to continue doing um, this? Essentially, like collecting, doing all this content and stuff like that. What what motivates you to do that? Uh, ultimately, you know, for me, I I love to just spread joy and positivity. And a lot of the messages that I receive are people reaching out saying how much they appreciate my content how much I brighten their day, how much, you know, they look forward to my posts and stuff of that nature. So I think for me, I find that so gratifying knowing that, you know, my 15 seconds or 20 seconds or whatever it is that I'm posting um, will make a difference or bring a smile to people's faces. And that in itself is enough for me because I feel like the world is such a crazy, you know, horrible place. And you know, at the end of the day, some of us, especially toy collectors, we're really isolated. You know, we, we we stay to ourselves because people don't understand our passion. They find it weird. You know, we're looked or frowned upon, you know, looked at in some kind of way. And I just I just want to make make it be known that it's it's the norm, you know, and people like me who look a certain way are also this way who collect. And I think when people can you know, relate to somebody like me who's like, oh, wow, she, you know, she's also into collecting. She's not snobby. She's actually really cool. That for me is the gratification that I need to keep going because I really, I love making new friends and I love making people happy. So I, I don't, I feel like this, the high that I receive when people reach out and show me love and appreciation, or even like this, where people want to know my, you know, my story that makes me feel so humbled yeah. within where I'm just like, wow, maybe, you know, maybe not that I see it as a gift, but it, maybe it's a gift that keeps on giving because I can now give that love back to the community that gives me the love in return. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Especially like, like you said, there's a lot of, you know, in the world, you know, there's a lot of like negativity and a lot of, you know, like sadness and stuff like that. So, and there's one thing that, you know, brings us all together as collectors um, as well, even, even wrestling, wrestling, uh, you know, that's one of the things you could escape to where you're not, you don't have to really, you know, deal with any of that negativity. I mean, if you go on, if you go on uh, the IWC or the, uh, or wrestling Twitter, as far as like, the actual sport of wrestling, uh, that's where you can go to escape. Yes. Like you, you know, you, you leave all your troubles behind. There's no, there's no real world politics. There's nothing going on mm -hmm. in wrestling, but you know, good and evil in that sense where it's, you know, the bad guy versus the good guy. That's, that's all you're watching. You, and like, you know, you, you understand why, um, you know, you, you talked about earlier, you know, you were a fan of the attitude era and kind of like, kind of now you understand why, you know, wrestling isn't as, you know, it isn't the attitude error anymore. It's more, you know, geared, geared towards kids so children can watch it because that's how they escape yes. as well. I mean, you know, they, they, they're they watching their, you know, 
favorite guys like my son. My son's like in love with Roman mm-hmm. Reigns. Um, he thinks he's like the greatest like thing ever. He's like he's, he thinks he's the strongest <laughs> person ever. And, you know, and they they look they yes. look at these like um, men and women like superheroes essentially. Um, and then I, it's the same way. I'm you know I'm I'm old. You're like <laughs> and I'm and I'm still watching wrestling. I see these like athletes the same. Like they're extraordinary talents and stuff like that. I'm probably not as much as you know as a kid would see. Like they're like you know. They're these most extraordinary people, but I still see the athleticism and I still see the kind of like superheroics that they do. Um, it, it, I'm not sure where I was going with this, but just the escape part of it is, is you know, what is what we're looking for yeah. essentially. And I think, uh, you know, we, you're, if you're providing that in any way, uh, that, that definitely, you know, and that's going to help somebody's day out uh, that's having a bad day. I think that's definitely, you know, something to, be motivated by, but that's what yes. I was going for the motivation aspect of it. But, um, what is it? Yeah. So the, my next question for you is, is besides like wrestling and figure collecting and all this other stuff, what are your, like, what are your other interests? Um, just, you know, leaving all that stuff behind. Um, do you have like any other hobbies, anything you're interested in music? Movies, yeah. Um, art? I actually, I, I attend music festivals. I'm a big raver. I've been raving for 10 years. Um, that's a lot, some other stuff that you'll see on my page as well. Wow. Um, I love it. It's my passion. It's my other escape from reality where I can just go and listen to music. Um, it's electronic dance music in particular. And it's just a place where, you know, everybody is just yep. accepted and there's no hate. It's all about peace and love and, it's just, I, that's, that's another huge part of my life that, you know, it's also what I incorporate on my brand, on my page, because I feel like people need to know that that's also a side of me that's out there. And I actually like to incorporate, um, certain outfits yeah. to festivals, um, you know, like that, to, that pay homage to like certain wrestlers or whatever the case may be, not necessarily like full on cosplay, but certain pieces I'll pick up and be like, oh, well, this reminds me of, you know, Jeff Hardy or this reminds me of this wrestler and kind of throw a wrestling outfit together for an event. So uh, I, I like to I like to do that. Um, I love I love to cook. <laughs> um, I'm also a mother. So that's another hobby that I have. Um, but, yeah, I just I'm just a regular girl aside from, you know, a huge toy collection and being a raver. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say when you when you put those like outfits together, do you does do you ever get anyone? Does any do you get like a wrestling fan that goes, oh my god, I know what that's from? Do you ever get yes. any of that? Yeah, so all, actually, or, I was or I was something? recently at um uh, a festival called Escape Halloween, and I was I had the Winged Eagle uh, belt. I had the title with me, and I was wearing a Raw's War jacket uh, from Chalkline Official, um, and they. Nice. I just would get people to stop me and be like, hey, that's a sick-ass jacket, or, you know, hey, love the belt, or, you know, stuff like that, and it was really cool, you know, and I we actually, I think I seen, there was this, a guy dressed as Stone Cold, and a guy dressed as Sting, but other than that, there wasn't really anybody <laughs> dressed up as wrestlers, so nice. it, was, it was pretty neat to, you know, see other, you know, wrestling fans in the crowd. All you need is, uh, I always say, all you need is that gateway person. So, like, you know, obviously they're not most, you know, casual fans aren't going to know the intricate, you know, 
you know, all the, you know, the Finn Balors mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, I'm just using his name, not not that people don't know him, but you know, just in general. But like, people are gonna know Sting. People are gonna know, um, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, yes. The Rock, uh, Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, what have you. So like, you know, that that's all you need to draw somebody in, and then and then you'll pull that. Uh, you'll pr- I mean, what to the core, we're all pretty much nerds. Yes, I mean, we are. <laughs> I, I we're, we're big I'm a, nerds, I'm a nerd, yes, <laughs> and a geek essentially. But like, you could you could. Yeah, you could uh, you could pull that out of somebody like just by wearing like a uh you know a wrestling shirt. Like I I wear wrestling shirts you know day to day. Um, I'll get some people that you know come and be like, oh my god, I love that shirt. Um, there's a uh, there's a company called I think it's Kayfabe yes. Clothing uh, where they have a t-shirt that that says um, I have the t-shirt. It's a uh, wrestling is real, people are fake, um, and it's I literally get compliments all the time wearing That's that because it's like. It, I mean, it's it, it holds true. I, I love <laughs> wrestling. Is the real is the uh, is the it, real deal? It really deal. is. I love wrestling merch, and if I see if I but see somebody in at the grocery store and they're wearing a wrestling shirt, I'm gonna hit them with the too sweet, so they know what time it is. <laughs> and if they don't give me one back, then I know that they're just... <laughs> you, ha- you have to. If they don't do it back, then I know they're just wearing the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the other thing too. You gotta you gotta. You gotta yeah, uh, you gotta spot the exactly. posers out there that uh that are just wearing wrestling shirts because it's a uh, pop culture yes. thing. Um, but uh, but then you know like you'll figure out you know you know the impact that somebody has like um we'll say recently you know Scott Hall, uh, Razor Ramon, yeah. rest in peace when he passed yes. away. You see the the amount of people um, just across like across everywhere across media, um, you know saying rest in peace to him and stuff like that. And if they didn't know him as Scott Hall, they knew him as Riz yeah. Ramon, which is pretty much a, like a icon. If you listen to hip hop, I mean, he, he's one of the fixtures in hip hop. Like, I mean, you could, you could probably, I could probably spell a million lyrics with a, with a Razor Ramon <laughs> reference to it. Um, and then obviously you had like, you had, you had Drake and everyone wearing like the Razor Ramon oozing machismo shirt, the old school 90 shirt that yes, he had and yes. stuff like that. So like you could, you, you, there's, there's fans out there. Some of them just don't, you know, they don't show it. They don't show it all the time, but uh, they definitely do. I think there's only one, there's one uh, uh, rapper that uh, is really into wrestling. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar. His name's West yes, Side Gun. I am familiar. My friend, um, uh, Tim, my friend, uh, my friend Tim actually performed for him um, during Rolling Loud and this year. So shout out Tim from Subway Mania. Yes. Oh, wow. Him and uh, he. Dude, that's oh Subway Man. I love Subway Man. I follow. Yes, I, follow that I love Instagram. Subway Man. Subway yes. Man is great. Definitely, they check them out also on YouTube. They're amazing. Great content over there. Yeah, they uh he, yeah West Side Gun. Like he'll um he has uh like you know songs named after different you know wrestlers and stuff like that and um, cover art and all that stuff. It's you know, I pick up on it because I'm mm-hmm. a wrestling fan, but I just like that he's bringing kind of like, you know, his wrestling fandom to like, not really, I mean, I will say mainstream pretty much, but like, I just love that. Like there's a, a legit like guy out there, a legit group, I should say, that whole crew. And they just like bring that, they, they bring, they bring in wrestling into like, into music, which is, which is awesome. I mean, it's like two of my loves. I love I love hip hop and I love wrestling. Me too, so, me too. yeah, I mean, you, you have my you have my vote if I if you bring those two together. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, and uh, so as far as like, yeah, 
And as far as like music, like like what do you what do you into as far as obviously you you're a raver, so we know you're into like um, electronic and stuff like that. But like, are you into hip hop, R and B, big hip hop head? What other genres big of music? Hip hop head, anything from you know current your Drakes to Wu Tang to you know um, Bay Area music. I, I'm I'm into it all. <laughs> it's any you know as far as hip hop goes. Um, you're you're in, yeah. Because you're in uh, what you're in yes, California, yes, right? Yes, I am in Cali. Or, or, yes, or no, I am in Cali. <laughs> yes, um, and uh, <laughs> um, and so you're I, Bay. You mentioned the Bay yes. Area. Obviously, there's a lot of legends, um, in the Bay Area. But uh, I was going to say I only brought that up because I seen on one of your videos. You purchased a uh, Bobby Digital, oh, yes. yeah. Super was it a Super yes, Seven? Shout out to Super Seven. Figure, the the reaction yes, figure. Yes, I did. <laughs> he is a he was recent. Uh, I have just received him. Yeah, I was like, <clears throat> yeah, that's a that's that was like that's a pretty unique uh, like figure. So I was like, huh? I was like, she must be really either like thought it was a cool figure or she's really into hip hop and she knows she knows Bobby yeah. Digital because look the. I mean, the RZA, RZA is, is God. probably one yes. of the greatest. Yes, out I there. agree. He's one of the most yeah. amazing lyricists we've ever experienced of our lifetime. And you know, like again, what he did with Wu Tang was great. You know, off to his solo career, it was even better. And that Bobby Digital album is just incredible. I love it. And when I when I see oh, that yeah. Super Seven was dropping it's that, a, I knew that I had to have it. And I actually have the album too. I just don't have it in um, like the hardcover, like the CD case. But I have the the CD as well. Um, classic yeah. album, beginning to end. Love it. So I Super Seven when they created that. Oh, yeah. I, I knew I had to have it. <clears throat> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know they actually made that. I know they have uh, the uh, they have ODB reaction figures, and they're actually coming out with the uh, ultimate um, ODB. Did yes, you see that? I did see it. Yeah, uh, they you know they've had that they have that ultimate edition series. Yeah, it uh, it looks pretty sick. Like it has a different head head swaps. It has a microphone. That's nice. Um, it, it the packaging is the is the cover art for the um, Return to the Thirty Six Chambers Ooh. album that he did, which is pretty much like. That that album alone is timeless to me. It, it, like, it literally has every single genre of music on that album. He was singing. He was he yes, was ahead he of was. his time. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the a lot of the uh, music you hear now, like a lot of the melodic type of rap and stuff like that. Like you can go back and listen to that ODB album. And be like he, he was sing he was singing uh love songs on that. He was singing R and B. He's rapping. He's doing yes. everything on that album. Like. You can literally get every single, like I said, genre of music on that album. Um, and then just bring it back to Bobby Digital. Like that album itself is kind of like ahead of its time because you can listen to that now and it doesn't sound dated at all. Like it's like just the the, the beat select, the mm-hmm. producing is just, it's insane. It sounds it, futuristic. It really like, does. It doesn't sound like it has like, like it's an, an expiration yeah. date. And I think that's it. maybe, I think. And that's and I, I appreciate anyone. That yeah, that. me too. And I think that was his vision when he created it. You know, be creating oh, yeah. something that was going to be timeless, as you said. And it he really nailed it because that that album is timeless for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I, I actually went back and started listening to some of his uh, some of his lyrics. He was kind of like uh, 
kind of like predicted the future on a lot of uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of his lyrics. Like he he kind of because uh, I, I went back and you know obviously a lot of the stuff that's happening in the real world and stuff like that. And you know I was like it, it almost it, it kind of brought me back to like his some of his lyrics like in the late nineties. And I'm like I'm like huh. So I went back and started listening. I'm like, oh my god, this kind of he kind of like predicted like a, a lot of this, a lot of this stuff that's gonna that's happening right now, which is is pretty insane. I so that's everyone's homework if you're yes. listening. <laughs> if, you, if you're you're a fan of the RZA, go back and listen to like his his guest lyrics or like on his on his late albums, like the late '90s, '98 or so, and you'll hear him start to like you know kind of talk about what's happening now, which is pretty mm-hmm. insane. Um, but yeah, I, I could go. I could talk about music Me forever. Too. Or talk about, <laughs> The Resident Wu Tang and yes. all that stuff. I'm a huge we'll, uh, Biggie fan. I'll run, I'll run out of time, <laughs> but um, I have that. I have that reaction figure. The um, the Notorious B.I.G. Ready to Die. Um, and it comes like a little gold oh, chain. Nice. Um, I picked that up at uh, at Target. I had to. I'm, I'm a huge. I mean, Ready to Die is one of my oh, favorite that's albums. Such of a all good time. album. Like, yes. That's another another timeless album. I feel like. I mean, another another classic, and not not just because you know. Nineties hip hop was just yeah. different. Nineties hip hop, especially like East Coast hip hop, that it was just, it was so different for me. And being on the yeah. West Coast, I always was like, wow, I just, you know, I would love to live over there. And you know, these stories that they would paint and tell and everything, I was just like, <laughs> wow, like you know, it's just there's just so much culture on that side, you know, and. I, I love it. I I love how music can bring you know that feeling to us. Yeah, I see. I was the opposite. I was a uh, I was a West Coast hip hop fan in the nineties. I was an East Coast hip hop fan. Um, first album I ever owned was uh, Dr. Dre, The Chronic. Um, and he's and, you know. That and Doggy Style as Doggy well. Doggy Style is uh, a good Dog. album. Yeah. Uh, or he was Snoop Doggy Dog that at the one, time. That was one of my first albums. Doggy uh, <laughs> just those, just those two. Like, yeah, just sonically too. Like the way they, like, I'm not sure what he was recording back in the '90s or the way he was recording, but unless he was recording like at a high frequency, but you can listen to. There's no crackles. There's no like it's like those albums sound crisp mm-hmm. right now if you listen yeah. to them. I'm not like I said. I'm not sure what he used for equipment, Dr. Dre. But if he was just a perfectionist and he he needed to his music to like last forever, I mean, he did yep. his job because, like I said, you can listen to that album now and it sounds like it, it mm-hmm. was made today. Just like the sound clarity on it is is pretty insane. But yeah, I was that was it transported me, and I, I always wanted to like you know just watching the videos and stuff too. Um, you know, watching like Ice Cube videos and Dr. Dre videos, Snoop Dogg. Um, just like watching those videos and stuff like that, it made me it made me want to live in California. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I want to be out there, even though they're talking about the most they're talking about the most violent right. stuff ever, like gangs and all that stuff. That, obviously, I didn't I didn't really care. Yeah, because <laughs> they're talking about you know like sunshine mm-hmm. and you know you know warm weather and all. So I'm like, oh, it sounds so great out there. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's the early '90s, so it's probably probably yeah. not the best living living conditions at the places that they're talking about. <laughs> but um. <laughs> but, um Another person that did that was like, you know, later on would be uh, Kendrick yes. Lamar. Like he did that for me as well. Like, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, I don't want to say love loss I had for, you know, uh, West Coast hip hop or like wanted to move out there. He brought it back with the, with, the, with that, uh, with a good kid, Mad oh, City that album. That album like, is incredible too. That just, I mean, just the story. I mean, that, <laughs> that, yeah, it's a, it's a story. I mean, that album's a story. So that's why it like draws you in. 
But just like the, you know, the song with him and Dr. Dre, when the chorus is like women, weed, and yes. weather, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a, that's like, those are three that W's like right a- there <laughs> that you want to, that you want to enjoy when you're in California. <laughs> sounds like yes. a fun time. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, like I said, I know there's other things that, you know, that, you know, every, every state, um, and every city has their, you know, their faults and stuff like that. But, uh, but no, I, I like I said, it just transported me when I listen when I would listen to West Coast hip hop. It would just transport me, and I just be like, oh, I I, yeah. I want to live out there. I want to like you know experience what they're experiencing, not the gang violence and anything like that, but the weather, the you know parties and yes. all that type of I stuff. I think it so, was the same. I think it yeah, was- I could de- I could definitely relate with you on that. But yeah, it was definitely the same for me. I I definitely felt the same way. Like hearing the lyrics, I'm like, oh, I would love. I always said that I would love to have been. Um, a little bit older in the 90s so I could have really experienced the 90s culture because I was a child so I didn't you know I was a kid I didn't know really what was going on but now I'm as an adult I'm like wow that shit was pretty cool man I wish I could have lived that shit (laughs) sorry I don't know if I can cuss my apologies (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 fine it it slips we had we 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 do. We try to keep. We try to stay family friendly, but it's it, it's My whatever. It's not, you know, we'll just we don't bleep anything anyway. So so if you hear us swear, you hear us swear. Sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, like uh, you know, just living out here, and you know, you know, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm in uh, I'm in Massachusetts, so like it's you know, just the weather out here. You know, it's you know when it's winter, it's winter. And you definitely want to be in a warmer climate <laughs> around these times. So I don't know why you would want to <laughs> be out I, there. But, I think I mean, for me, it's because I don't you know, experience power in that sense. snow but, um, <laughs> or like cold weather, really. So I would love to experience that yeah. as well. Uh, you know, being bundled up and really cold. I don't know. I hate being cold, but it was just the aesthetic that they presented us with. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it it is cool getting you know it, it it is pretty cool getting like all you know getting like your, your winter clothes like your jackets and your you know obviously there's like you know you have like the fall fashion you have winter fashion and all that stuff so like you know there's there are, there are people that like to accessorize and stuff you know with scarves and all those things yes. so I can see you know I can see what what the you know what the intriguing thing of of winter would be because I, I I enjoy it. I like bundling up and you know wearing the big jacket and the you know you know I, I hate wearing like now that I like, you know, work from home a lot of the time. So like, you know, I'm always wearing like, you know, sweatpants or, you know, kind of like active wear, um, you know, wearing jeans and stuff like that. And, um, you know, dressing up, I'm not looking forward to that, but you, you know, you have to go, you have to get out of your house sometimes. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's definitely going to be something I'm going to be doing at some point. It's, it hasn't been snowing yet, but I'm, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's going to pop up at some point <laughs> <laughs> on our end. But, um, um, yeah, the, the, the other thing I have for you too is because you kind of alluded to this um, earlier with like your plan um, for for your brand. Um, so what are your so obviously you don't you don't have to tell <laughs> tell your actual plans, but like what what's the future of of the Pretty Fig Collector, like the name, um, the page? Where do you see this? Where do you see this expanding, and where do you see it going? I you know as for now, I'm just going with the flow. But I would like to see, you know, Pretty Fig doing more things. Um, I, I'm. This is going to be, I guess, like a spoiler. I'm going to throw it out there because then I'm going to have to hold myself accountable. 
I'm looking to start my own podcast here in the future. <laughs> um, so fingers crossed that is something that we can nice. do. Um, I feel like it's it's something that I can bring as as far as you know my knowledge for toys my knowledge for wrestling but then also bring other stuff that i'm really into as well um into that podcast also so hopefully next year sometime um i can launch that and you know anything else that the universe brings my way um you know i was recently blessed with um a discount code for ringside collectible shout out to tom save you 10 percent with code pfc yep. um so that was something that was just you know really awesome and you know i'm super grateful for so anything else that you know like i said the universe wants to send my way i'm 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 receiving with open arms Yeah, definitely. I was gonna, I was actually gonna say because you, you know, brought up the, the podcasting. Um, you could, yeah, obviously, you could reach out to me. I'm not like an expert at it, but I could definitely, you know, try to help you out. And obviously, you know, um, uh, Sheena, um, uh, Chick Foley, she could definitely help you out. She, she was in the same boat, um, years ago uh, when the idea of a, of a podcast came up. Um, and she'll she'll probably tell you she was scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> of actually doing it like it obviously it's not like public speaking but it kind of is yes. public speaking because your mm -hmm. words are out there in the, in the in the world so what whatever you put out there it's it's staying it's not yes. going anywhere um but so so she uh brought that up but yeah she i, I would definitely you know i would encourage you to reach out to her um, as well and uh you know now and, and she'll definitely help you out she's you know if you if you listen to the first episode of this we kind of talk about you know, she was on my first episode and, you know, it was kind of like a full circle thing where, you know, she brought me in, um, into her, you know, onto her show. And, you know, I kind of want to do the same bringer onto my show. Um, even though her name is attached <laughs> to it still, but like, I just wanted to, you know, we talked about like, you know, the beginning of her, her page and what she would, you know, she would, she dedicated a lot of her, you know, her early stuff was, you know, helping other, um, people out like other people that are trying to get into it. So like, you know, if you're familiar with extra cooler, um, she helped him like, you know, get his artwork out there and stuff like that and get eyes on his, on his stuff. Um, she's helped out a lot of people and stuff like that. So th that's one of the main things she wanted to do with, with her page was, you know, you know, not only, you know, put herself out there, but you know, if anyone else needed help, um, and that's what we really, that's what we really like, like to do is like, you know, with anyone, just like, you know, our, our Facebook group, the Chick-fil-A show Facebook group, we help each other out like, you know, personally. And, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're almost, they're almost like family, everyone in that group. And then one of the main things is we, we help fig collect because we have people from all over the country and there are parts of the world where, oh, parts of the country where you don't get a lot of the, a lot of figure distribution. Uh, there's a lot of like, you know, we call it distribution yes. problems. Um, so we, you know, we have eyes and ears um, across the country that can help you to get a figure. Um, like you, you like, you, like your figure, fig hunted videos. I see like there's tons of stuff that I don't have <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that I'd probably reach out to and be like, hey, if you're in the area, you mind picking that yeah. up for me and like shipping it. I'll pay okay. you right Like that's what we that's what we 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 do like cost plus shipping. That's what we always say. We don't we don't high ball or low ball. It's it's whatever it is. Yeah. Um, because there are people out there. You know, you've been on eBay probably. probably. You've seen the the, the mm -hmm. sky skyrocketing prices and stuff. Yeah. 
it's insane, especially like, uh, especially like the you know the like the Walmart or Target yes. exclusives. Like, I always I always try to preach patience too. Like, just be patient. They are gonna they they will show up in your and- stores. <laughs> don't uh don't go on eBay and pay like a hundred dollars for a figure you can just walk in and pay twenty dollars yes. for. Um, because I know a lot of people are doing that with like the same it's like the Sammy Guevara, um, the Target exclusive that's out right now, and you mm-hmm. know. I, I was kind of skeptical, but now I walk into literally every Target in my area. There's Stevie Guevara's hanging all over the place, so you don't have to like. Basically, the basically the lesson is don't just just have patience when it comes to figure collecting. Um, yes, I probably you know you probably you probably express the same thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, at first, in that sense, like I wouldn't. At you first, know, when I started collecting, I was I I knew I didn't want to get everything because I I obviously can't afford every single fig. I wish I could. But I I wanted to be one of the first to have it. And now I'm more so like, you know, I'll get it when I get it. I don't I don't need to have it right away. Maybe I'll find it later discounted price, yep. you know, um, because I feel like sometimes, you know, action figures, yep. they can get mass produced and the 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 want for the you know supply and demand yep. when they first drop is when we all want them but that doesn't mean that we're not going to see them again later somewhere else you know for like you said the same price or you know maybe cheaper a little bit discount or whatever the case may be because i know like target does their target circle offers and stuff like that um where you can sometimes save a buck or two so I've, I've definitely become more patient when it comes to collecting, um, unless it's something I really need to have and I'll pre-order it off ringside. But other than that, I'll, you know, just wait for it to see it in store. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, uh, I was gonna say, yeah. That's one of the things we, we practice is practice patience. Don't feel like you have to be the, like you said, the first person to have a figure and, you know, be okay with being the last yes. person to get one. <laughs> that's what, that's what I, uh, patience is virtue. And definitely when it comes to collecting, cause you don't want to like, you know, spend too mm-hmm. much money and, you know, obviously you have, you know, you have bills to pay and things like that. Some people yeah. don't, I mean, <laughs> but a majority of people do that collect. Um, and you definitely want everything, especially this year in particular with the amount of like stuff that was, um, you know, at the San Diego comic con, a lot of stuff that was oh, announced, yeah. um, during the summer, it was like, literally like every figure that you ever wanted, they, yes. they announced it <laughs> and they're all coming yes. out right now. Um, so like, it's like, it is, you got to kind of like pick and choose what you want to yes. buy. Um, and you, like you said, you gotta, you know, just learn to, Hey, I'm going to get it eventually just, you know, be patient and uh, you'll, you'll eventually get it. I mean, it will mass produce stuff. Don't worry. Like you said, you have ringside ringside usually has everything in stock for like yep. a while. So don't worry about it. You know, um, you know, going out of stock or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's what I've, that's what I've learned in my, uh, in my yes. travels as well, when it comes to uh, collecting and stuff like that, don't go out, don't spend with your, um, don't spend with your wallet. Yes. You know, spend with your, don't spend with your eyes because you'll want to buy every exactly. single thing. Um, I want to, before we go and ask, well, actually I have a couple of questions to ask before we go, but where's your favorite place to fake collect Walmart or Target? Ooh physical locations um that's a rough one because walmart and target you know they're they're different walmart you know has just your your walmart exclusives but then you get your legends at target so 
I think it just, I think it just depends, yep. you know, um, they're my Walmart and Target are side by side. So I just go to them religiously at the same time. <laughs> like I go to one and then I have to go to the other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. What, uh, they, they kind of, they, uh, Walmart kind of trapped me because they have, uh, they, you know, I'm a, if you, if you listen to like chick Foley, it started, it started like a, um, almost like a gimmick thing, um, uh, for me, but I'm a, I'm a huge, I'm a Cody Rhodes fan. I love mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. Um, and a lot of people don't like him, but whatever. I mean, he's, yeah. he's awesome. Watch Hell in a Cell. I mean, Seth yes. Rollins, and you'll see you'll see the amount of passion Great that match. guy has for wrestling, and mm-hmm. you can't deny it. But um, yeah, and they, you know, he has a, uh, you know, he still has AEW figures coming out. Um, so he has like, well, recently anyway, I think it's pretty much done. I don't think there's any more coming out. But he had the, you know, he was a, he was in the first series for the Supreme yes. line, um, and then Walmart did that, you know, ex- Walmart exclusive mm-hmm. one. So I'm like, damn it! I thought I was done. I thought I was done. <laughs> so I have a, uh, you know, it makes me want to like, because they have different legs and different like, they it makes you it makes you want to go buy like, like four of them for me anyway, and just have four different Cody Rhodes figures. But that's me. I'm a, I'm a psycho. You know, I think for the stuff, money, so I might end up doing <laughs> that. <laughs> they they're worth it. You know, they are a little pricey. I think they're like forty two with some change, but. They come with the yeah. interchangeable um, body and, um, you know, the make the fig. Um, so yep. I feel like you're getting like, two, is it two or, or three interchangeable? Is it three, I believe? Um, it's, yeah, see, it's, yeah, you get like, you get two yes. legs. You get like the legs that are on it and then like another yes. set of legs. But then he has that other figure on ringside as well. So that's another two sets of legs. So mm-hmm. you can have four, for me, you can have four Cody yeah. Rhodes figures in one, which is insane to yes. have and then and then he has you know the uh he has a basic that's out i think he has another one coming out from mattel and then next year he has the ultimate edition yes. um one that i think that's the fastest ultimate like person on a roster i've ever seen yeah the, uh, yes. <laughs> ultimate <Like> edition <laughs> uh, figure but yeah and it was really fast uh but uh you know like i said i, I have like i have all his elite figures from when he was in wwe the first go around so i have all those i have pretty much all his uh AEW figures minus the you know the the thousand dollar um chase figures and stuff like that but i have uh the i have that um it was it, it was first a uk it actually it still is a uk exclusive i have that one with the uh he has like the silver gear i have uh the first figure i have the i have literally all of them so i might actually might post like a, I, I think i'm gonna make nice. a shelf like a uh, Cody Rhodes you- uh, dedication shelf. I have both Walmart LJN figures yes. as well too, or the Walmart exclusive ones. Yes, so, I have those also. Yeah. I have the the yeah, that ring, though, the UK, the Amazon UK <laughs> exclusive ring, the AW one with the Cody. Yeah, the, yep. I have that one also. Yep, that one was a cool one. Yep, yep, and uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a huge. So I have like a, the most collections I have from a. So actually. Before I let you go, do you have like a collection like that? Do you have a collection of just one wrestler or of one like thing? Um, no. I, like, do you have like a like a like a I don't know like an Undertaker collection? I or, think that know? the Undertaker is the fig the the one that I oh. have the most of. Um, but that wasn't by like I didn't. I, I'm not gonna just okay. go towards every Undertaker figure. It's just like the Decade of Domination, the you know Undertaker yeah. Collector Edition, Undertaker Legends. So 
I think he he's the one that yeah. I have most in my collection, but I don't have him like uh, on a pedestal, you know, showcasing all of just him. But that would be really cool. You might just yeah. give me an idea. Maybe I should I'll put up a shelf and just pay homage to <laughs> the Undertaker. <laughs> Yeah, see, mine, mine started with um, Ultimate Warrior because I have like I have pretty much all the elite Ultimate Warriors except for like the like the one the ones that are like super expensive yes. and rare that you can't find anywhere. So like I like the Ultimate. I mean, I, I was a fan of the Ultimate Warrior when I was younger, but the the like his figures are awesome because they're really colorful. Um, obviously, with the face paint and the tassels and the different gear that he wore and stuff like that, he has so many different looks. So I think it just like aesthetically. Having a bunch of Ultimate Warriors to me, he's the first one that I had a collection of. Um, so, like, just like, like, I mean, obviously you're not you're not MOC, but if you have them, if you are, um, if you're not MOC, um, it, the Ultimate Warrior figures are like they look awesome together when you kind of like you know pose them together and stuff like that. It, it's like an army of uh, Ultimate Warriors, and it's pretty sick. Like I said, just the different color combinations he had, um, and I know he has a couple more out. Um, that the, he has the Legends one, he has the uh, um, was it Survivor Series yeah. one that's mm-hmm. out now, an Ultimate Edition one um, that came out too. So, yeah, I haven't got any of, any of those yet. Those ones I have to like. Yeah, I haven't either. Because <laughs> obviously it's the holiday season, so yes, Christmas. Yeah, the, the kid, the kids have to, the kids have to get toys. Besides Keep telling me. myself <laughs> that Christmas is for my kids. Yeah, the, the kids need toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I have I have three. I have uh, I have two two girls oh. and a boy. The, I mean, they're pretty much all into well. My my son's more into wrestling, but uh, the girls are too because you know they you know they like whatever you know their brother likes, and you know they really they took a liking to like the Oscar Oscar oh, figures good. that I've had. So I let them keep a couple of those. Awesome. Um, my little one is not into yeah, Bianca Belair. They like too. <laughs> my little one wants no part. Oh, you gotta you gotta you gotta get. Get a bit. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. You just uh, you'll you'll figure they'll they'll see it. He'll 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 see it sometime. He'll he'll something will catch his eye. I'm not sure. I I would show my son wrestling all the time. He would not care about it at all. <laughs> um, just is just recently. Um, I was watching something with Roman Reigns. Um, and uh, that that was it. It was just like now he's like hooked on Roman Reigns more than anything. He's starting to like Finn Balor. Too the uh, the demon Finn nice. Balor, um, he thinks that's pretty cool. Like the pa- the paint, please and all bring this. the he demon Finn stuff, Balor so. back. Yeah, you just gonna get <laughs> just just get the little. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'd be curious to see what he looked like with a uh, with a Judgment Day like the purple. Oh yeah, like purple and black like paint. That'd mm-hmm. be pretty sick, actually. That'd that be would pretty be cool. But yeah, that's all you gotta do. Just find something that he's interested in. It'll hook him. It'll hook him yes. in. Guarantee. I'm gonna keep trying. <laughs> I mean, that's if you that's if you want to watch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely do that. But um, you know, he'll he'll get hooked. You just got to find that right that right person. Um, and he'll 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 start watching. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, this is awesome. Um, that's all. That's actually, you know what? I get. I always ask this one question before everyone goes. So, this is a scenario, right? It's a uh, you have a you have a you have like a kind of like casual wrestling fan, right? I mean, they they kind of know what it is. I mean, they've watched it when they were, you know, maybe a little bit younger. You know, quickly got away from it, really didn't hang on to it. Um, and you know, 
you kind of want them to watch it with you. Um, so the question is, what match, or you can pick matches because I know a lot of people like to bounce around to different ones. What match in particular would you show that person to get them hooked back into wrestling? It could be an old match. It could be a new match. It could be any match you want, but just one match that you know guarantee that it's going to bring this casual person uh, back to wrestling. Um, shit. I think I'm going to say Hell in a Cell, Undertaker, and Mankind. I think that would be the match that I would be like, no, you need to watch it for this okay. reason. <laughs> Are we? I mean, I can't. I can't think of a current of a current yeah. match. But if I'm thinking like, no, this is why you loved it at some point. That's the match that I would put on because that match in my mind just lives yeah. on forever. And I think it's one of the most greatest matches I've ever seen. <laughs> that's a, that's a good. That's actually a good. Uh, that's a good choice first and foremost. Um, and that's also a good point because uh, there's a lot of if you go on YouTube, there's people that you know like the there'll be non wrestling fans and they do like reaction videos. Like there's reaction video for everything on, on YouTube, but there are people that do reaction videos to to uh to that match in particular, to that, you know, Mankind versus Undertaker match. And it's like, you know, they're not wrestling fans, so they're not, you know, they're expecting, you know, you know, yeah. body slams and they're not expecting chair shots. They're not expecting uh someone getting uh, Possibly not murder. Near death like, scenarios. Not like, you know, like, you know, yeah. You know, like, you, you, yeah. I, I encourage everyone out there uh, just to search, uh, you know, react, react to Hell in a Cell. Yeah, 1998. And there's reaction videos out there. And you, you're just going to see, like, there's one in particular that I'll never forget. This lady's, like, watching it. And she's like, it's a, it's a, it's a part where you undertake this. Tosses oh. him off the top of the cage, and she goes, "She's like, oh my god!" She's like, "That's not." She's like, "What the <laughs> hell?" She's like, "That's not." She's like, "That's not supposed to, be to happen." Is <laughs> like, because you know, obviously, you're not watching. You're not a wrestling fan, exactly. so you know, like, you know, obviously, if you know Mick Foley, you know, you know, and you've listened to all, seen all his interviews, he knows he's he. Every match, he tries mm -hmm. to go bigger and more dangerous than the yeah. time before. So, like in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, but. And if you're a casual fan, you're like, "Oh, this stuff's fake." You know, they don't really get hurt. But if you watch that match, no, you you definitely know someone yes. got hurt. Definitely. And I would, um, yeah, that's a great choice. I always um, no. I was just gonna say, I, I only picked that too because again, people assume it's choreographed, it's fake, it's not real. They're not really hurting each other. And then you throw yeah. on that match, and you're like, "Oh, oh crap! Is he alive? Somebody better check on him because." <laughs> That was a huge drop, you know, and those, uh, excuse my French, oh shit, those oh shit yeah. moments will live on forever. And that, I feel like that's one of those oh, yeah. matches that, you know, really brings back that realness, you know, that that really uh, can draw people in and intrigue them to want to see more of, you know, that kind. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm yeah, definitely. I always go with uh, my go-to match for anyone. I mean, mine's more wrestling based. It's uh, it's uh, Rey Mysterio and uh, Eddie Guerrero at at um, Halloween Ooh. Havoc. Um, only because it's um, it it literally has everything. It has wrestling. It has brawling. Um, it, it tells a great story as well. Um, and I think it, just the stuff that they do was at, way ahead of its time. 
Like if you watch, if you go back and watch that Hell in a uh, Hell in a Cell, that um, Halloween Havoc match with Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, you literally see the stuff they were doing back then. You see that stuff mm-hmm. now, like in today's wrestling. That's how that's how far ahead of the time they were. Um, it, it was like it was pretty much a precursor to what, like I said, what you're gonna see. Just much like um, uh, Macho Man and uh, Ricky Seaboat at, at uh, WrestleMania three. That was kind of like oh, the yeah. benchmark for you know what wrestling was going to be in the next ever mm-hmm. ten years. Um, and then you, you have that WCW match with you know Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. That set the president for what you're going to see like in the next like ten years. So there's always that one match that you see uh, that's going to do that. And uh, you know Hell in a Cell was one of those. I mean that changed that literally changed mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, <laughs> right there like. <laughs> You know what was real, exactly. what was fake, like what was going yeah. on. You know, it's like, oh my god, this as a fan, you're <laughs> left questioning. Why is he going back? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, why is he climbing the cage? What is he doing? Why did, did he fall through the cage? <laughs> the chair lands on yes. his head. Was this uh, part? Was this supposed to be part of it? And then he has a tooth in his nose. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, you know, he has that the tooth in his nose, and then he's trying to like. He's trying to stick. I guess he had a hole yes. in his lip. Oh, and he's trying to stick gosh, his tongue yeah. through it. If you ever watch that, the close up of the camera. Uh, yeah, he's he he actually mentions that. I don't think he actually successfully did it. But uh, if you watch any of the interviews, he does say, "Yeah, he's, he was like, I was for an effect." He's like, "I didn't know my tooth was in my nose. Oh, yeah. Like it looks like a bugger, but it's tooth, actually his yeah. tooth." Oh god. He's like, but he's but he's he knew the cameras there, so he's trying to. Yeah, he knew he's he he knew the cameras in front of him. So he's trying to stick his tongue through his the hole in his oh. lip, but it wouldn't go through. But it was needless to say, it was a, uh, I mean, it was it was a shot anyway. It was like it, it's forever etched in my <laughs> mind that uh that that image. But um, yeah, no, that's a that was a that was a great pick. But, um, yeah, this was this, this was, was awesome. awesome. I agree. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining me. That's this was uh, thank you for having me. This is great, and I like. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely like to have you back on again because I want to, I want to get into more of the, uh, I want to, I want to hear more of the, uh, the rave yes, scene. Yes, let's do it. Because um, I kind of want to get into that, but I feel like we could like have an old, old episode on that. Um, so yeah, definitely, I definitely want to have you back on again. Um, and if it, if anything, we collaborate on anything else in the future, that's that's fine yes, as well. I mean, I would love that. Know, only time will tell. I would but love that. yeah, thank you, thank you again for, uh, yeah, thank you for being on the show and. You know, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk. We'll definitely talk online yes. and, uh, we'll end the show here, folks. Yes. Um, thank, thank you again. Thank you, thank you again. And, and, you know, make sure again. you follow pretty fig across all platforms at the pretty fig collector. Uh, don't forget code PFC saves you 10% for ringside collectibles. And yeah, this was amazing. I had such a blast and I can't wait to do this again. Yeah, definitely. And just it, it, just because the obligation, you can also use Code Chick Foley to save ten percent on oh. on ringside collectibles. <laughs> yes, <Use> both. <laughs> Sorry, you know, both. <laughs> you know, save save whatever you know. Save whatever. Save whatever ten percent. You can uh no, no we, we we share codes all the time. We have uh every like because of the group that we have we are every pretty much everyone has a code yeah. now, so it's it's no big deal. But uh yeah, use all yes. our codes. <laughs> yeah, it definitely helps out. You know, it gives. You know, it gives ringside its uh, life force. We like to say, as well as you know, it, it you know it helps it helps everyone out too. It, it lets people know that they're actually you know buying stuff, yes. which is good. 
But um, again, thank you, and uh, we'll uh, yes, we'll end thank it here. You. Have a wonderful night. Later. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>